The World's Oldest Profession The world's oldest profession is not what we've been told by popular culture. The real world's oldest profession is shamanism, which is an amalgam of the world's oldest professions with roots that range well beyond our historical stereotypes of witch doctors, wild men, and demonically possessed primitives. Among other things, shamans were the first doctors, performing artists, musicians, storytellers, teachers, priests, psychologists, and magicians who performed critical functions in their societies. Magicians, whether modern entertainers or indigenous tribal sorcerers, work with the malleable texture of perception. Ecologist, philosopher, and sleight-of-hand magician David Abram, Ph.D., tells us in his brilliant work on language and perception titled The Spell of the Sensuous, in tribal cultures, that which we call magic takes its meaning from the fact that humans, in indigenous and oral context, experience their own consciousness as simply one form of awareness among many others. The traditional magician cultivates an ability to shift out of his or her common state of consciousness precisely in order to make contact with the other organic forms of sensitivity and awareness with which human existence is entwined. Only by temporarily shedding the accepted perceptual logic of his culture can the sorcerer hope to enter into relation with other species on their own terms. Only by altering the common organization of his senses will he be able to enter into a rapport with the multiple, non-human sensibilities that animate the local landscape. It is this, we might say, that defines a shaman, the ability to readily slip out of the perceptual boundaries that demarcate his or her particular culture, boundaries reinforced by social customs, taboos, and most importantly, the common speech or language, in order to make contact with and learn from the other powers in the land. His magic is precisely this heightened receptivity to the meaningful solicitations, songs, cries, gestures, of the larger, more-than-human field. Magic, then, and its perhaps most primordial sense, is the experience of existing in the world made up of multiple intelligences, the intuition that every form one perceives, from the swallow swooping overhead to the fly on a blade of grass, and indeed the blade of grass itself, is an experiencing form, an entity with its own predilections and sensations, albeit sensations that are very different from our own. The magic of shamanism constitutes a prehistoric belief system that not only carries the same traditions and practices across cultures worldwide, it also continues to infuse our world with deeper meaning. Shamans were the first medical specialists in indigenous communities whose traditional methods have been effective in treating both physical and psychological ailments. The chemical components of plants used in shamanic healing rites have the potential to be building blocks for new drugs or cures for such scourges as cancer, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and many others. The World Health Organization estimates that 80% of the people in developing countries still rely on traditional medicine for their primary health care needs. Without money, access, or faith in modern facilities, indigenous people depend on shamans 
and herbal healers for their survival. Shamans also play a crucial role in helping scientists to discover the potentials of plants. As one scientist has said, each time a medicine man dies, it is as if a library has been burned down. When asked about the roots of his tradition, an aging jungle healer stated, I am a plant man. My father was a plant man, as was his father before him, and his father before him, as far back as can be remembered. This simple statement is living testimony to prehistoric wisdom still being passed on through myths, practices, and belief systems kept alive through oral traditions the way they have for thousands of years, from a distant past with roots that extend well beyond anything conceivable in our present information age, and in many respects, far removed from it. There is added depth to the uses of plants and other healing knowledge carried in the cultural collective that can only be accessed through direct, subjective experience, learned in visionary states engendered in a multitude of ways, aside from, or in combination with, entheogenic plants. Among these methods, fasting, dancing, extreme diets, vision quests, ordeals, and many other time-tested methods known to alter consciousness. In the Peruvian Amazon, and throughout much of South America, the primary shamanic healing practice is centered around the ayahuasca vine, referred to as the mother of the plants. In these traditions, Mother Ayahuasca works with a multitude of other teacher plants, each with their own unique healing properties in special diets and treatments referred to as dietas. Though it is the name of the actual vine, ayahuasca refers to an entheogenic brew made out of the ayahuasca vine known as Banisteriopsis copy, and the Psychotria viridis leaf, referred to as chacruna, a dimethyltryptamine, DMT, containing plant species. In the Quechua languages, aya means spirit, soul, corpse, dead body, and huasca means rope and woody vine, or liana. The word ayahuasca has been variously translated as liana of the soul, liana of the dead, and spirit liana. This brew, made from the two plants, is taken in a ceremonial setting where it induces healing, cleansing, and purging, as well as intense visionary states that communicate information in non-rational ways through alien-feeling symbols, concepts, emotions, thoughts, vistas, and other mixed perceptions. Dense information unfolds through rapidly transforming geometric colors and patterns, often in the form of synesthesia, where perceptions cross. While all of the senses are heightened and transformed in inexplicable ways, what stands out in these altered states is that sound can be seen, color can be heard, and feeling can come in hues and colors that defy description. Much of the traditional music of the Peruvian Amazon plays an integral part in ayahuasca ceremonies. Songs are sung, and music is performed as offerings to honor, flatter, and serenade the mother, showing respect, as well as the healing and helping spirits of other plants and animal allies working with her, so they will gift the petitioner with power, healing, wisdom, and other special gifts. In jungle lore, 
Mother Ayahuasca is the river that you journey upon, and the sacred songs known as the Icaros are the boats that carry you on that journey. The multisensorial, multidimensional ayahuasca journey is something that can never be fully articulated in any medium and can only truly be known through direct experience. By gaining experiential knowledge given to them by the plants and the patterns of Mother Nature herself, shamans understand on an intuitive level that nature's designs are energy flows. Since prehistoric times, they have learned how the matrices of nature work together, and with this knowledge, they live in accord with these forces by embodying a balance of power that puts them in harmony with the forces of nature, instead of in opposition to them, the way we are in today's world. Aside from being a bridge between the worlds, the path of the shaman is to become a man or woman of power, and the way to accomplish that is to learn how to master energy in all of its manifestations and dimensions. Learning how to master the energies of altered states puts the shaman in a multitude of unpredictable and inexplicable subjective experiences that alter their perception of reality by changing their experience in the same way that a radio receiver changes the station it is receiving by tuning in to a different carrier frequency. By continually changing stations and assimilating different realms and experiences, including plant and animal realms, the shaman breaks the station lock of consensual reality, which brings them a greater flexibility of perception, freeing their perspective from the narrow way most people experience the world. This is especially true in indigenous groups who, by breaking the perceptual lock that most of us live in, give equal weight and validity to waking, dreaming, and visions, so that they all cross over each other into one big palette of experience. This freeing of perception brings the magic and flexibility of the non-physical realities of dreaming and visions into the present moment of their waking world of consensual reality, rewarding them with an expanded awareness and fuller presence in whatever transitory moment they happen to be experiencing at any given instant, regardless of the energies or realities they may be tuned in to. In spite of its seeming solidity and permanence, the physical waking world of consensual reality that we all share is, in fact, transitory. This inarguable point is driven home by the inevitability of our impending death.